1 John chapter 3 and verse 1, Behold, what manner of love the Father hath bestowed upon us, that we should be called the sons of God. And that's sons and daughters. Therefore the world knoweth us not, because it knew him not. The Lord himself said, You seek to kill me because my word has no place in you. And that's true in the lives of mankind in their fallen nature today. They seek to separate from God and his instruction. Why? Because their word has not been applied to them. And it takes the Holy Spirit to apply the word of God to your heart. Every time. There's no other way but faith in Jesus Christ. Beloved, now are we the sons of God, and it doth not yet appear what we shall be. But we know that when he shall appear, <coughs> we shall be like him. Praise God. We'll be different than we are now. We won't have all these issues to deal with. We won't have this battle. The battle will be over when we see him. The result of the battle is already over. We have won the war. He has won the war for us. All right. It does not yet appear what we shall be, but when we, we know that, this is something that we know. It's a fact that we stand on. It's another promise that we live by. When he shall appear, we shall be like him, or we shall see him as he is. We see him now, but we see him like through a glass dimly don't we because we have obstructions in our vision and those obstructions are this human nature and the desires of this world we shall see him as he is well i think it's psalm 105 that says seek the lord and his strength seek his face forevermore we're going to see him as he is because we're going to have a pure vision, not tainted, not hindered by this old man and this old nature. Amen. Verse 3 says, And every man that hath this hope in him purifieth himself even as he as pure, is pure. He purifieth himself even as he <laughs> is pure. So as Brother Chuck has alluded to some this morning already, we realize that we're not pure. We realize that we're sinful and our sin is ever before us. But we realize also that this new being within us, the Lord told uh, what you call it? You must be born again. In John chapter 3, Nicodemus. Thank you. I hope that gets better now that I've acquired 40 hours a week. <laughs> Hopefully my memory will get better. You must be born again. And when we are born again, we have a new heart. All through the Bible we're taught that we're born with a stony heart, a, a heart that seeks to kill God because His Word has no place in us. That's our natural man. But we've been born again, so our new heart is pure. The new man's not the sinful one. We need to realize that. 
There's a barrier there, a separation there. Oil and water, you can shake it all up, but it's going to separate again. Because they don't mix. The same is true with the new man and the old man. I was just going to read this, but that's not happening. Verse 4 says, Whosoever committeth sin transgresses also the law, for sin is the transgression of the law, and you know that he was manifested. He came forth. He was born of a virgin. He came here to take away our sins. And in him there is no sin. And in him is no sin. That's how he qualified. That's how he was able to do that for you. Driven by the love he has for you and always has had for you. Whoso abideth in him, verse 6, from 1 John chapter 3, Whoso abideth in him sinneth not. So though I know that I sin, I realize that my new man doesn't. Why? Because he's pure and been made so by the Holy Spirit of God dwelling within me, in my mind and heart. All right. <coughs> Excuse me. Verse 7. Little children, let no man deceive you. He that doeth righteousness is righteous, even as he is righteous. He that committeth sin is of the devil, for the devil sinned from the beginning. For this purpose the Son of God was manifested that he might destroy the works of the devil. We read that the world hates us because they hated him, and the Lord said himself that that would be the case. Because they hated him, they'll hate us because we're in him. We represent him. But he also said, in this world, we're going to have tribulation. But then, it kind of reminds me, I know they have something called the shaking baby syndrome these days. I remember my daddy shaking me. Yeah, but relax, I'm here, remember? That's what the Lord said. He said, in this world you'll have tribulation, but be of good cheer, relax. Quit worrying. Why? He said, because I have overcome the world. Amen. What a Savior provides all that we need. He was manifested that he might destroy the works of the devil. And he did defeat the devil and all of his cohorts, if you will, all of our enemies on the cross of Calvary. He carried what the price that I owed to that cross, and he paid it. Oh, but then three days later, he came forth out of the grave because no one has authority or dominion over him. And he conquered all of our enemies. Whosoever is born of God does not commit sin. Verse 9. That's what we've already been saying, right? The new man. Whosoever is born of God doth not commit sin, for his seed remaineth in him. In the parable of the seed, what is the seed? It's the word of God, isn't it? It is. Whosoever is born of God doth not commit sin, for his seed, God's seed, the word of God, remaineth in him. Remember there's some that the word entered, but then they lost it. It didn't take effect. 
For his seed remaineth in him, and he cannot sin. Why? Because he is born of God. In this the children of God are manifest, and the children of the devil. Whosoever doeth not righteousness is not of God, neither he that loveth not his brother. For this is the message that you heard from the beginning, that we should love one another, not as Cain, who was of that wicked one, and slew his brother. And wherefore slew slew he him? Because his own works were evil and his brothers were righteous. All right. I got a little carried away there, Brother Chuck. Let's sing some songs of praise. And we're going to start on page 42 in your green hymnals. I actually had this picked out last time when my little brother there was here, but then he went to the other building. So we sang something else. 42, this is Jesus Loves Me. Yeah, Jesus Loves Me. Jesus paid it all. John to chapter 5. We're still pretty much uh, in line with our recent studies. And we're going to be in the fifth chapter of 1 John. 
And beginning in verse 1, we read these words. Whosoever believeth that Jesus is the Christ is born of God. There's that new birth that Jesus was talking to Nicodemus about. You must be born again. He used the physical birth of a human being as an example, didn't he? He did. You must be born of the water and of the Spirit. So you're a human being because you were born of the water. When you're, you live in water until you're born within your mother. Her water breaks and you're born. And that's what he was talking about in a spiritual sense. You must be born spiritually also. You're a human being, but you must be born again. You must have a new heart. Why? Because your old heart is desperately wicked. Who can know it? The Bible tells us. And everyone that loveth him that beget, loveth him also that is begotten of him. In other words, if you love the Father, you love the Son. One of the disciples asked him, Lord, show us the Father. And he said, I've been with you all this time and you still don't know me? They are one. As the Holy Spirit is one with them. By this, verse 2, we know that we love the children of God. When we love God and keep His commandments. For this is the love of God that we keep His commandments and His commandments are not grievous. Now, to the natural man who seeks to separate from God by the Lord's own words, you seek to kill me because my word has no place in you, to the unborn spiritually, the commandments of God are grievous. They're like a big hand pushing down. No, you can't do that even though you want to. Yes, you must do this but not to us. They're not grievous to us. They're wonderful to us because they pull us out of the mire and they cleanse us. For this is the love of God that we keep His commandments. The Lord Himself said, if you, why do you say you love me and yet you don't do what I say? For whoever, verse 4, is born of God overcometh the world. Oh, there's that daily battle again, isn't it, that we've been talking about for several weeks. There's that mental battle that's going on in the mind. That's what's happening in our schools, is that the system of the world is capturing the thoughts, minds, and intents of our children. That's happening. It's happening. And unfortunately, God's Word has no place in them, so they seek to separate and teach separation from God. Whatsoever is born of God, or whosoever is born of God, overcometh the world. You see, our future is set. It's set. And this is the victory that overcometh the world, even our faith. Even our faith. Who is he that overcometh the world? But he that believeth that Jesus is the Son of God. 
And this is He that came by water and blood, even Jesus Christ. Not by water only, but by water and blood. And it is the Spirit. Get this. We're in the last of verse 6. It is the Spirit that beareth witness. Because the Spirit is truth. So we see the weapon here in this battle. It's our faith, isn't it? It's our trust in Him. It's the foundation that we're standing on that's the truth of the gospel of Jesus Christ. It is the Spirit that beareth witness. Do you know in your heart and your mind this morning that Jesus Christ died on that cross and He had you on His mind? That He did it for you? Well, let me tell you, there is a powerful entity that has revealed that to you. That has borne witness of that fact to you. And that powerful entity is the Spirit of God Himself. Well, there are three, verse 7, that bear record in heaven. The Father, the Word, and we know in the very uh, first uh, of the New Testament, we're told that Jesus Christ is the Word and the Holy Ghost. And these three are one. And there are three that bear witness in earth, the Spirit and the water and the blood. And these three agree in one. If we receive the witness of men, the witness of God is greater Praise God. The truth is forever. All these lies, they're going to be gone. They're not truth. They're not based on the fact of God's Word. They won't last. They won't make it. But the psalmist said, Forever, O Lord, thy word is settled in heaven. If we receive the witness of men, the witness of God is greater. For this is the witness of God which he hath testified wherein his Son... He that believeth on the Son of God hath the witness in himself. He that believeth not God hath made him a liar because he believeth not the record that God gave of his Son. And this is the record that God hath given to us, eternal life, and this life is in his Son. He that hath the Son hath life, and he that hath not the Son of God hath not life. All right. So it's our faith that overcometh the world. Verse 4. Whatsoever is born of God overcometh the world, and this is the victory that overcometh the world, even our faith. Well, what is he talking about when he says the world? Well, he's talking about the power and influence of a sinful world that we are in the middle of. That's what he's talking about. And we are easily influenced because the natural man loves the world and the things of the world. And he's still present within us. That's what he's talking about. It's the influence that operates toward sinfulness, toward evil, and away from God and his commandments. Why is the natural man like that? Why is he so opposed to God's Word and God's commandments. 
And it's exactly the way the Lord Jesus explained it when he was talking to the Sadducees and Pharisees and those that were against him, those that were legalists and thought they were able to please God with their own works. And he said, You seek to kill me, and they were seeking to kill him, because my word has no place in you, you see. The influence of the world is to influence our minds, our thought processes, to think that we have the ability and the authority to make their own decisions that affect our own lives. The natural man thinks, well, uh, we have a, a fetus, which is a human being, in our body. It's in our body. We have the right to kill that human being. Though God says, thou shalt not kill. That's the wisdom of man, isn't it? I'm God, I'll decide who lives and dies. Those kind of influences can have effect on the mind, especially the young minds that are being taught that these things are okay because mankind has determined that they're okay even though they're totally against God's way. How do we stand strong? We stand strong in the truth of God's Word. All these fantasies of men, all these man-made religions that are not based on God's Word and His ways, they're not going to make it. They're not going to last. These lives are like the foolish man that built his house on the sand, even though he knew there was a storm coming. And that house fell, and great was the fall of it. The lives are going to fall that way because they're not built on the foundation of God and His Word. So we have to be careful not to let the intelligence of mankind influence the way we think. Now we have a conquering nature within us now. We've talked a good bit about being born again. Jesus himself told Nicodemus, you must be born again. Why? Because this new nature is a conquering nature. We have the Spirit of God within us. Not only does he have authority from God because he is God but he has power from God because he is God our new nature does can and will fight against the old nature and its tendencies to love and gravitate toward the world it's the Holy Spirit within us it's this new nature. Remember the, the, the part of us that's pure? We know that our Creator cannot be overcome by anyone. And because we're His, we fall in the same category. We can't be overcome by anyone either.
Fear not what man can do to you. Because they, they cannot touch your soul that is secure in Jesus Christ. And that forever. The Holy Spirit is within us. And He is and will be victorious. What's the conquering weapon? Even our faith. Trust and obey. Praise God that that is a gift from Him. Our belief in Him. In our belief in Him, we are able and enabled to be conquerors. How? Through consideration of Him. We got doubts, we got worries, we got cares, consider Him. It's the solution, and we know it is, don't we? So why do we ignore it? Because we allow that old man and his desires of the flesh to get in the way, don't we? We do. Our union to Christ and our communion with Him. This is how faith operates within us to overcome this sinfulness, to overcome this desire to be like others, this, this desire to be accepted of others, this desire to be like the world. So it's our union with Him that we gain when the Lord saves us. We're His now. He owns us. And it's our communion with Him that enables us to overcome on a daily basis. As we consider Him, we're strengthened. The psalmist once again said, seek His strength and seek His face evermore. That means all the time. Seek Him. He is the answer. He not only has the answer for all of our life's issues and problems, He is the answer. He is the bread that came down from heaven that gives life. Somebody told me the other day that I was a dying breed. <laughs> I thought about that a little later and I thought, no, I, I'm the living breed. <laughs> but he was right. It seems that there are few and far between who will stand on the truth of the gospel of Jesus Christ. Well, let me tell you, God has His chosen. He has His remnant, doesn't He? And none can change that. One thing you can bank on is God does not change. Brother Chuck was talking about uh, humbling ourselves, as we're told in Chronicles, to humble ourselves before Him and pray. And the promise is that He'll heal our nation. And that's a true a true promise. And it is up to us to do that. You see, what we read in the Old Testament of Israel and their natural tendency to go toward idols and leave God's uh, ways behind, that tendency, it's here today. That's what's happening today. And we know what God did to bring them back to Himself then, and let me tell you, he don't change. God never changes. He's always been right. 
He shall always be right. So, we know we have some hard times coming ahead before us. We will and do have tribulation in this world. But the joy bubbles up in our hearts because God, our Savior, has overcome it. Every problem you've got, He's overcome it. What a Savior. May God bless the reading of His Word this day.